Welcome to our After the Bell podcast, brought to you by Thirsty Scholars Partnership. Our podcast is here to help teachers and tutors. We will be discussing the latest issues in education and sharing top tips for use in the classroom, both face-to-face or virtually. If you work in education and looking to improve or develop your skills, then this podcast is here to help you. Welcome back to the After the Bell podcast brought to you by Thirsty Scholars Partnership. Director of Learning Development for the Classroom Partnership, my name is Georgie McIntyre, and we're returning to focus on the final habit of our series on edger habits. Joined again today are Helen Morgan, a previous head of school and also a course writer and associate for Thirsty Scholars Partnership, and Andy Bridge, who is still an amazing current deputy principal. Thank you for joining us today, both of you. The Edger Habits are built around Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. This was first published in 1989 and more than 30 years later, Our interest in positive educational habits remain high with publications of books such as Atomic Habits by James Clear. So in this series, we've actually been focusing on habits for positive educational educators and leaders to help them thrive and achieve success. And in this podcast, we're going to focus on our final and 10th habit, stepping off the pitch and why stepping back and being able to see the whole picture is important in terms of determining strategy. You're going to consider as a leader, you'll need to be able to step back and see the bigger picture. And as leaders, you're busy people, so it's easy to often get caught up in operational tasks. So I'm going to hand over now and start by asking one of our members here, what do we mean by stepping off the pitch? Okay, um, I'll I'll pick it up. Hi, Georgie. Hi, Andy. I think for me, it's a, it's a really great analogy. We love analogies, don't we, in education? <laughs> um, but I think when you kind of think about perhaps, um, you know, school leadership in terms of maybe a game of, of football or a game of rugby, um, it's really tempting to find yourself on the pitch as a leader a lot of the time because you're so busy doing things. You know, you might be teaching, you're on duty, um, you're dealing with some parents, you're looking at some data, you're having a line management meeting, um, that it's really hard to step back and actually just look at how the game's going within your area of responsibility. And I think for me, when you watch um, a, you know, a, a football game or a rugby game and you watch the great managers, they just spend you know, the first half of the game watching what's happening And then they have 15 minutes in the middle to give a bit of a team talk where they maybe give one or two bits of advice to their players that change the game. And then they step back again and they just watch. And I think for me, we could learn quite a lot from that in education as leaders about just stepping back and asking ourselves, you know, what's going well? How do we know? And what is it? that we could do what are the one or two things that we could do or the one or two changes that we could make that would make things better and if we did that on a regular basis I think we'd end up being much more strategic and you know much less operational in our approach. Andy well from your perspective you're in on the ground as we speak so uh, how how often do you find you're able to step off the pitch? 
you know, it's um, in an ideal world, like Helen said, you'd be off the pitch, kind of constantly with that bird's eye view of what's going on. But um, in reality, it just doesn't happen. You you get dragged into things. There's just day to day things that pile up, um, and before you know it, your entire week is taken up with meetings, emails, duties, like operational, just stuff, things that need to be done. Um, and as Helen said, you, you've then kind of taken your eye off what's actually going on. But so I think it's challenging as well, because often the reason people get promoted into a leadership role um, is because they were good on the pitch. So you, you become a leader because you're a good player. Um, so then there's always that temptation to just get back on the pitch and and play as a player, if you like, rather than the coach at the side, because you know how to do it. You've done it before. You can see um, where you need a bit of capacity. And that's so tempting to just get fully absorbed in that. And, and it's even harder to step away. I think just picking up on what Andy said, you know, that shift from being a, a great player to being an effective leader is probably one of the hardest shifts that you ever have to make in a school. And, you know, you go from feeling like you can do your job really well. Um, you're only concentrating on your classes and your bit of the job. And you feel really in control. It's, it's not overwhelming. You're managing your workload really well. To suddenly a position where you're having to, to not just be good at it yourself, you're having to try and make sure that everybody else is good at it and is really effective. And unless you get off that pitch, it can be really hard to do because what you end up doing is just running backwards and forwards, trying to plug gaps rather than actually helping someone else to develop and become effective in their role. Absolutely. And, and often you see that the best leaders are much more than sort of being involved and, and being efficient. They're, they're their skills and your skills lay in helping others to be the best that they can and and sort of driving forward the success of the team and asking those key questions just as a bit a bit like the coach or the 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 football manager those tweet questions to make the individual self-aware and perhaps uh, realign their priorities again so that they know what they actually should be doing and making the best of their strengths as well um, and it's not about being the best teacher as well in the team. Often it's about being good enough so that you're credible um, and then about actually being able to see how to get the best out of people. Being a strong people manager is always just as important when you're stepping off the pitch. I think just, you know, that, that whole thing about really thinking about the people on your team and thinking about what their strengths are and really kind of getting them to, to to kind of run to their strengths is important. So, you know, if you've got a really good winger, but they're dropping down into defence, you need to get them back out onto the wing because that's where they're going to be most effective. And I think teachers can sometimes get, you know, drawn into things. And, I, you know, I've worked with, with lots of really enthusiastic and fantastic young teachers across the years but you'll get somebody who, you know, maybe is organising a school ski trip, which is massive, and their eyes on that and it's not on their classes and, you know, planning their lessons and just getting them back in, in position and saying, OK, what help do you need 
with organising that trip because actually the place where I need you to be really effective every day is in the classroom with your students Mm. and there's no malice there it's just about sometimes just getting people back into the position that you want them in doing the job that they need to do um but if you don't step off the pitch um you can't see that can you no it's that wider perspective it gives you the opportunity to have that wider perspective which which sort of leads me on to my next question is why is it really important for leaders to be able to step off the pitch and Andy I think you would appreciate and you'd have some strong examples here I just think if you don't um you you lose like direction as an organization you just get through the day to day you keep things ticking over but you um lose sight of what are your strategic aims for the year what are your priorities where are you moving together um as an organization which things are you focusing on which um things are you prioritizing you just end up keeping your head above water and getting through the day um rather than feeling cohesive feeling that you're all moving together um, and I think there's, it can be a tricky one to balance because sometimes the best way to raise morale is to just chip in and be one of the players. And sometimes that is exactly what's needed, but just not all the time. Like there's, there's got to be that balance of the time away as well, because otherwise you, without that bird's eye view, you, you totally miss, um, you know, what's going on in certain parts of the organisation or what mistakes are you making because you're so bogged down in the in the day to day. Absolutely. I think um, also it's it's really important for leaders to actually trust their team and empower them and uh, enable them to make mistakes and, and also build a culture where it's OK to say, I didn't get it right there. What can I do next? And actually go there as a support rather than um, and give them a bit of opportunity to to grow and explore whether they could become the next leader of the future as well and if you don't step off the pitch you're never ever going to enable your team to grow and develop and and expand yourself Helen what would your thoughts be on that (laughs) I think it's like that that change that you often see you know um, where you've got a great leader and you've got some great players but unless the great leader actually steps off the pitch there's no room for anybody else to grow because that great leader is hogging the ball um, the whole of the the time and you know seeking to take the glory and it's again it's not about the the manager or the leader being great it's about bringing out that greatness in others and giving them that space like you said I think which is really important to make mistakes Mm -hmm. but again you know if you're not stepping back off the pitch and your team keeps making a a common mistake, you won't see that. So stepping back helps you to see perhaps some of those common mistakes or some of those what I would describe as default positions that the team reverts to or takes, particularly when the going gets tough, because that's what we do, don't we? We kind of go into our shell, we go into protection mode. Mm-hmm. And what we stop doing is perhaps kind of looking for the way forward or the gap that might give us the edge forward. Um, and for me, you know, there's there's a discipline to leadership that often we don't talk about. But part of that discipline is being able to step back, even if 
it does mean that people make mistakes because that's where maybe some of the best learning for you and the team will happen. Yeah, totally. And I imagine the pair of you have observed some excellent leaders that have inspired you and motivated you and and managed very difficult challenging situations and then you've seen some not so great leadership styles and um you know i'm i'm sure there's some uh, sort of scary stories around situations that you've witnessed where you've seen people not lead in an appropriate manner yeah i think go on sorry andy no don't worry i, I was going to say i think Sometimes you see that with that kind of superhero leader who um, might kind of inspire change on their own. But there's a a lot of research. You look at um, some of the work Fullen did about the most important part of school improvement is capacity building. And it, if somebody's kind of it, it's all about the one person and then they've not got their eye on developing others and get, like I said, giving them that space to become the future leaders and distributing the leadership, then it, it kind of it's got short shelf life yeah yeah you'll always be in that position you will you won't have the opportunity to sort of grow and and neither with the people underneath you as well Helen that notion isn't it I'm just listening to Andy there thinking kind of about you know building your 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 football academy underneath you and building that leadership academy because actually your goal is is the longevity and the long-term sustainable success of of your organization but I think you know one of the things that that I would definitely reflect on um is that there were times when I was a you know um, a middle leader and a senior leader where I got stuck on the pitch too much (laughs) um and it's really easy isn't it to to sit back and and to say that but I think you know one of the things as a leader you've got to keep asking yourself is how do I do this better and one of the ways you can do it better is by taking that time to just step off and see the whole game and, you know, just reflect on what's going well. And it doesn't have to be an afternoon a week. Um, it can be just sometimes on your drive home that you give that some really deliberate and intentional thought. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe the easiest way to do it is, um, I mean, I work with Helen at school, Helen comes in once fortnight and it's so easy to get bogged down in your own organization because you're living and breathing every detail of it um but then that kind of whether it's formal coaching or just a a sounding board somebody that's removed from the day-to-day of the situation sometimes I'll speak to Helen and then you just think oh god why don't I think of that like that's so like straightforward I've been missing that key perspective because I've just been stuck in a bit of a rut with what you're doing it just seems so obvious and simplistic but you can't see it yourself because you're too involved in the day-to-day um so a coach somebody external a sounding board that's away from um the daily grind of it so so powerful yeah totally and does it mean that leaders always have to step away are there instances where you have to get down in and and involved or or because you can almost there's examples of leaders that are complete opposite who sort of sit in their ivory towers in their desk and don't actually come out and communicate with their team at all so do leaders always have to be sort of you know away from the activity no no, i think it's um it it's knowing your your context your team your situation when to take that Mm -hmm. away when your team needs you to be in amongst them 
And also stepping off the pitch and having that bird's eye view we're talking about doesn't need to literally be seeming distant and aloof. It's just kind of mentally taking yourself out of a situation and viewing it from a different perspective rather than locking yourself away in your office and not mixing with the minions. Yeah. <laughs> Go on, Helen, you were going to share as well. Yeah, I think, I mean, Andy kind of sums it up really, but I think, you know, if you never get on the pitch with your team and you never roll your sleeves up, then you have no credibility with your team. So whatever feedback you give them, they're probably not going to listen to you. Um, yeah. Unless you know, unless you rule by fear, and um, you know that's that that's never healthy as a a long term solution. But I think for me, it, it's about getting the balance right. So you know, getting on the pitch, getting to to know your team, building trust, building rapport, knowing what their strengths are, knowing what perhaps areas they need to develop are, is is key. Um, and you know, it, it it's about getting that balance right where you do do some of that but you also make sure that at strategic points mm-hmm. you step back um and you know for, for lots of us as leaders I think the really hard bit about that I don't know whether you would both agree with this but um it's really enjoyable being on the pitch it's probably it the bit of the job that we all loved so sometimes we take a bit of persuasion to, to actually get off there because it, it puts you in your comfort zone mm-hmm. and you know what we don't want is anybody in their panic zone but what we do need to be as leaders is in what I call that that middle kind of circle if you look at them as concentric circles of the stretch your leg zone yeah and you know what is it that's going to really help you to stretch your legs as a leader and then help your team to stretch the legs as well mm-hmm. yeah no that's a good analogy as well so what top tips let's start thinking about what we can share with our listeners as uh, our leaders new and uh, and refreshing um around what they need to do to make sure that they can step off the pitch helen what would you say i think just be deliberate about it so you know at least once a week give yourself some space whether it be 15 minutes half an hour to just step back and ask yourself those three questions. You know, how well is it going? How do I actually know that? What is it that I need to do to make it better? And I think doing that in a very considered and deliberate way will just help you to start to build that as part of your practice and part of your routine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mandy. I think just the idea that um, sometimes if you're paid as a middle leader or a senior leader, you can feel like you've got the, the weight of the world on your shoulders and it almost that you just need to keep doing more and more and more to justify that, you know, you get a higher salary, you're earning more, you, you should pick up more and more and more. But actually the reason that you're paid more is because you're being paid to lead, you're not being paid to do more. It's not about working a million hours that's unsustainable because you're picking up everything you've been paid to lead and to set the vision and to inspire others and motivate them and check mm-hmm. that going according to plan. And if you're on the pitch too often, um, you're actually neglecting the bit of your job that's the main purpose. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, so Jim Collins has written a really great book, Good to Great, and uh, he focuses in around the the balance that's needed, the balance of support and challenge and, and enabling 
your team to trust them to do that they're doing a good job and his quote is make sure that you get the right people in the right seats on the bus and on the journey and once you've got those then you're able to step off the pitch and maybe that is the coach on the way to the the stadium for the football I'm just thinking making it up as I go along (laughs) an extended metaphor (laughs) so Final key takeaways before we wrap up today, Chaps. Okay, I think for for me, kind of, you know, if we take this idea of stepping off the pitch, I think Andy made a great point earlier, which is, you know, again, you don't have to always do that by yourself. And leadership can be a really lonely job, um, but it doesn't have to be lonely. And having someone who you can talk through some of those moves with, or you can talk through the game with um, is really helpful Um, so for me if you look at the manager on the football pitch to go back to that they're never on their own they've got a team behind them Mm -hmm. of people who they're talking to who are giving them feedback and advice and I would advocate the same for school leaders you know make sure that when you step back you don't always do it by yourself test your thinking out run your thinking past other people um, because they'll knock the edges off that and make it much sharper. Yeah, absolutely. Andy? Um, yeah, I agree. I'd build probably on what Helen said before about being really deliberate with your time um, and just being conscious, like looking back through your diary or your Outlook calendar of what are you spending your time on, like what percentage of it is on school improvement and what percentage is on other stuff. Um, and there will be times, like I'm in a, a bit of a week at the moment, where sometimes you just need to get your head down and you have one of those weeks where you just have to churn through work and plow through things and um, and that's the nature of the job, which is fine as long as the week after or at you know, some point you've got that headspace to to get back into that bird's eye view. Um, just kind of having that awareness of managing your diary, reflecting on your time. Are you spending time on the right thing things um, or do you need a bit of change in your practice of what you're prioritising? That's brilliant. And I think that sums up the end of our podcast, our, our 10 series. And I'd encourage everyone to go back and listen to them because they've been really helpful top tips and, and interesting chats and real life examples that have been shared by our experts who've been with us all on this journey. So Helen Morgan and Andy Bridge, thank you so much for being with us. And in our next week's podcast, we're actually going to return to our tutor series with one of our tutors. And we're going to be focusing in on supporting re-engagement for pupils into education. One of the most common questions we hear when we're talking to our tutors at Connects is how they can support pupils to re-engage back into education. So we'll start to unpack that. And Rebecca Cracknell, who's joining us and our experienced tutor, is going to be sharing some of her suggestions and examples. So we look forward to sharing that one out. You can pick up our After the Bell podcast, which are released on a weekly basis and provide quick tips and discussions with our experts around all things educational and are available on our daily commute, on your treadmill or as your focus for the day. And I really look forward to catching up with Helen and Andy again in a few weeks time. Um, And we will be focusing on a new series Um, for development around leaders and, and schools and educators. You've been listening to After the Bell and thank you so much for joining us today.